All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Braden Coburn, and you're watching Nasty Knuckles. Listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Derek Nasty Sutemeyer and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Regarelia? Sleeping? No, I am not. I'm. I got fired up. Baller comes in ready for batting practice today. <laughs> Looking <laughs> fucking great. Debo just came in high as a kite. It's not I'm kidding, Debo. I just meant high, like because it's you know game high three vibe. and high vibes, man. Canucks tonight. Yeah. yeah, that's oh Canucks tonight. Ooh, Ooh. you got the debut. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bo. Anyway. We have some, like, breaking news. Riggity Riles showed up <laughs> for a men's league game and didn't disappoint. Earth-shattering news. Y- it was earth-shattering news. Boys were, like, didn't know who you were. Who's the new guy? That's bad. Hey, and I said Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. <laughs> we'll see you, we'll we'll see see you next time. We'll see you until 2024. <laughs> that ain't happening. No, that's... You're, you're, you're playing. You're in now. I'm you're in. in. I'm in. It was a good game. Um, yeah, we won. Played a couple our- tucks. Yeah, no, you did. Yeah, you did from me. No, one was anyway. One, yeah. yeah. Little dishy dish. Little dish. You buried it. Toby. Our good buddy, slot. Toby. Yeah, Toby. Our good friend now, Lewis in that. He stopped a few of your shots. He was excited about that. He did, yeah. 
I talked to him after. Um, yeah, good man. Uh, we did win, which was nice. Uh, let's talk about Wade Allison here. He got put on waivers. He did. He did. I was a little shocked. No, I mean, I don't know shocked, but I kind of shocked. Yeah. Well, a little, little, let's say when you use the word shocked, but you say a little bit, uh, say a little bit caught off guard. I mean, I, I didn't I, see that coming. I just think that he's been a little fragile and injury prone and on the shelf, but I was shocked that no one picked him up. I thought and someone was going to grab him for sure. That too. Like he's just such a, to me, he's a flyer type player. Yeah. And I didn't think, I mean, after last year, I'm like, okay, he's going to, you know, he's a, you know, regular in the NHL. I just, mm-hmm. I just don't, obviously I don't know what they're looking at or maybe something happened. Who knows? We don't know. But uh, I, I, I don't want to say shocked, but I, I was kind of like very caught off guard by that. Yeah. I did not expect that. And I definitely didn't expect him, as you said, clear waivers. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's ever really gotten going. You know what I mean? I feel like every time he gets to that point, he gets hurt again, and then he's kind of taking a couple steps back. But, I, I mean, I, I love Wade Allison. I do too. That's the I thing. Mean, he I mean, you said he's uh, – He gave him a better number. Like He's I a just, flyer. Yeah. I, I just I didn't understand it, but could be one injury away. No, well, back, so could back. we walking outside. Well, it's true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's healthy right now, as far as we know. He's not on the IR. No, <laughs> Debo is tonight after Van gets smacked around. Old uh, Ristolainen is on the IR though. He is. What happened? Baller. No inside scoops. No. Saw it, this morning, saw it this morning. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, I know. I saw I saw that as well. I, I'm not sure uh, what was going on there. but um, Hopefully it's not too bad. A couple it's of our other start. buddies, uh, former Flyers, were put on waivers as well. Yeah. Oliver was telling me, Oscar Lindblom and Nicholas Aubie Kubel. Yeah. So I'm Did assuming it, they cleared. They both cleared, Oscar right? cleared, yeah. Yeah, they both cleared, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough business, you it know. Is. You got to, jeez, I mean, you got to find your groove and you got to, Stay consistent, otherwise you land up in these positions. It's, there's always guys taking your job. That's right, and it's now you see when they say what's the average amount of games of, a, of an NHL player. These guys have played in the NHL, but you know, well, Oscar's basically been there for the last few years, but uh, Cube's kind of bounced a little bit. Yeah, wins the um, cup, and then wins kinda, the cup. He's got a cup. That's got a for cup. Sure. Um, can't take it away from him. No, no, you cannot. Uh, opening night last night. Yeah. Pretty exciting, man, time of year. I love when the, the games start, obviously. But yeah. uh, this poor Connor Bedard's got to be exhausted, man. Jeez. Like, I'm kind of shocked. Like, I swear I was saying to Baller, he did, like, before the game interview, you know, ESPN, then he did after the first period, then, I guess, after the game. Like, does he ever get a break, or is he gonna? I guess you got to get used to it. Yeah, I mean, he is the new face of the NHL. He is. I mean, there's obviously a couple others that will be lingering for a while, but, I mean, he is – that good and the NHL needs yeah a little a uh, little marketing so yeah. you know you I mark mean, you market the hell out of this guy I mean he's he'll be around the next 20 years if he stays healthy I I mean, so this guy's uh highly talented so yes, um, I, I don't see it going away anytime soon every new city he goes to they want to talk to him maybe scrums the size of the locker room and yeah it's the way it is yeah, it is, man. I mean, it's just been going on for a while for him, too. Yeah. Milo, Milo said he's... he's <laughs> Milo's Sorry, done. Milo. <laughs> We're boring the hell out of oh, Milo. Oh, man, he was... Yeah. thought he was sleeping. No, he's not. Um, other games last night, Vegas. They beat Seattle. They 
looked like they didn't miss a beat. Yeah. You know, I'm not much, you know, Seattle's no pushover. Obviously, we saw that last year. But uh, I only watched a couple periods of that game. They looked pretty good, though. And then Tampa Bay snuck by Nashville last night. Yeah. Oh, Cooch with a couple. I know. Not a bad start. Not a bad start. Yeah. So, Flyers get going tonight. Yes. Opening night against Columbus. Be interesting. I can't wait to watch. Yeah. See, uh, I want to see how Provy, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, not that Provy's not sitting there probably marking the days down for this game. but Highly doubt it. Just, just uh, interested to see what, what uh, Columbus looks like, you know, after the summer and after what they went through with Babcock and now they got the coach. It seems like all the players are saying they feel like it's the guy for the job. So it'll be interesting to see. And Flyers start tonight. Do they win? I would say so. You think they're going to win? I think so. I mean, I think you got to. (laughs) It's a must win. (laughs) Game one. Can't win them all if you don't get game one. (laughs) Game one. I think it's a great opponent for the first game. Yeah, I I think it's, yeah. You know, you're not not taking on a high-end team. Vegas. Like Vegas. I will say this about Vegas. A few years ago, when we opened up the season in Vegas after they had lost in the finals to Washington, and they had a big to-do, you know, like, they had won the the Western Conference and all that, so they they did the banner and stuff. But then we just slapped them around. Mm. So I was kind of wondering how that would go last night. You know, they're, they they kind of celebrate celebrated again a little bit, but uh, Johnny Stevens looked serious. Oh yeah, over there. he's dialed so, in. Yeah, he was dialed in. You is know, he, the Divas, is he ever not dialed in? He's, he's dialed in twenty four seven. He is unless Matchbox Twenty comes on. <laughs> yeah. And then he's and then, really dialed in. Yeah, he takes it yeah. to another level. Oh yeah! When that comes on, everywhere we go, that's what him and I always say. That if you go anywhere and someone's playing acoustic, Matchbox Twenty. Oh. it's three a.m. I must be lonely. <laughs> Usually, you're just like, "Nah, it's the three a.m. Burger King." Yeah, <laughs> let's <yeah>. go. <laughs> After you told me we were double, going double there. whopper with cheese. Yeah, and don't forget your fry and your milkshake. He probably had that. Too. No milkshake. You had a milkshake. Who are you kidding? I was trying to add that extra count. <laughs> Two twenty was the goal. Two and I definitely. Boy, was that a bad mistake? <laughs> this is the stupidest thing. Your body ever. felt great. What are you talking oh, about? <laughs> Swollen. Swollen. Face was just highly inflamed. Hey. Stung by a pack of bees. It happens. Neck man. too. Yeah. Swollen. <laughs> Neck too. Yeah, it was. Oh well. Well, hey, what do we got coming up Friday? Friday, 3v3 Snyder Hockey Tournament at Wells Fargo Center. Sold out. Sold out, 22 teams. Unbelievable. And you can buy tickets for 20 bucks if you want to come in and watch the Riggedy Riles buzz around. Maybe a guy go headfirst into the net again. Net drive. Tony Vos coming out with us. Anthony Merrigan. Yes. Nasty breaking the news. He might miss the first game. Well, let's just keep that under wraps. That's a surprise. <laughs> For who? <laughs> For the team? Well. Bryce. But by that time it comes out, it won't It won't matter. Yeah, you're right. I uh, might miss the first one. And uh, George Davidson joining the Nasty Knuckle squad as well. Try to get Justin Gordon. Can't find that guy. I called Jeff. Busy. I said, let's go. We need Just. But um, he's. I think he's busy, so. Yep, it happens. It's going to be fun, though, man. Yeah, looking forward to it. It was a lot of fun last year. Got the warm-up reps on Sunday, so got a little skate in to get That's the pins right. going. Yeah. Should That's be good right. to go. It's awesome. Um, soon we'll have some dates for fans of Philly. Oh, yeah. 
couple trips this year. <laughs> yeah, a couple trips. Looking forward to. Definitely going to do the outdoor game. Oh, yeah. Uh, MetLife. Um, and then maybe one or two others. So, talking to Joe about that. This guy's been all over the place. Got yeah. Baby. Busy got man. Member of the family. Fans of Philly family. Oh, yeah. Um, Looking so forward to it. Paige running the show as usual, though. Of course Don't kid yourself, Joe. We know. We know who's running. We know. So, all right. All right, Nas. Episode 129 with our good friend, Kobe. Kobe Ash. Kobe Ashi, Braden Coburn. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemire. This week, we're especially excited. When we brought this name up in, in uh, the pre, we both said at the same time, man, I miss this guy. Yeah. Did you know he was the first overall pick in the WHL? I just learned that this draft. morning. I didn't know that about this young man. He was an eighth overall pick in first round in 2003 by the Atlanta Thrashers. Yes. Please welcome Mr. Braden Coburn, or as I like to call him, Kobayashi. Kobayashi. What's up, brother? <laughs> I was just counting down to see how long it was going to take for you to kind of throw <laughs> Kobe Ash. Call me that anymore, nasty. Just so no, you know. I, 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 love I, I, I love it though. Probably since you left Philly, right? Did it, did it, did it follow <laughs> you after that? Honestly, my wife calls me it every once in a while. She yeah. like, you guys <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, oh that's man. awesome, man. Well, we can't tell you how excited we are to have you, man. I, I miss you. Like, first of all, it's like you just said, I, I, I'm excited just to catch up with you. Uh, but we both said at the same time, man, miss this guy. Like, I feel like I haven't seen you forever, but, uh, tell us what's going on, man. What are you up to these days? Yeah. Um, so I'm lucky enough. Uh, we're, we're living down here in Tampa. Uh, we got down here, you know, my, my kids were pretty young and they got involved in their school and their, all this stuff. So when I ended up retiring, um, it was hard to move them. You know, you don't want to, I can everyone kind of voted me uh, on places to live and, and Tampa has been pretty good to us. And we really like the schools and, and fit in nicely here. So um, since retirement, I've been uh, hitting the books, going back to school, trying to get a degree, uh, just kind of like pretty, a project yeah. of mine to try to do that. Um, and then kind of mixing some stuff up on the, on the media side as well. Um, filling in for Phil Esposito on the lightning radio. Doing some play-by-play play is good. Oh, nice. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Legend's Shoes. Um, yeah. Got an opportunity to do some TV stuff this year with uh, former flyer Adam Hall and Dave Halsey, Anderchuk, yeah. Hall of Famer. So, yeah, it's it's kind of fun doing a couple different things, coaching the coaching the children uh, in flag football and, and hockey and, and just kind of enjoying that and playing lots of golf. <laughs> there you oh, go. Oh, man, yeah. I don't yeah. blame you down there. God, Tampa. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Can we move the show to Tampa? We could. Kobe Osh has some room in that. Yeah, I know. House there for us. Okay. Um, we can do it right on the beach. Yeah, exactly. That's even better. Well, be I, like, hey, let, two tattooed guys and one super white guy. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't worked on that tan since you're there. You're not in Alberta <laughs> anymore. It just goes white to red and back to white. That's it. <laughs> Nothing in between. Eh? No tones. No, no, no tan in between. No tones. Oh, man. Uh, it happens. That's funny, man. That's funny. Well, Kobe, I, I was going to start. I wanted to talk about um, when we first, like, we did, I didn't know you, but you uh, you, you played junior, um, and then you get drafted, obviously, like we said, and then you're in Chicago the year of the lockout. Well, you came late uh, near the end of the year, and then you played the playoffs, and Whew, what a year! A championship team uh, out of Philadelphia came in. 
Hey, don't worry. You get us back in the end. You got, oh, yeah. you got the real deal. Uh, but, um, no, I was going to say, you guys in Chicago, there were the Wolves. There was some cheating going on. You guys ended up with some players, man. I'm not sure how they, how you got them in there. No salary cap yeah. in America. <laughs> no salary cap in Chicago. What was the guy's name? Jimmy the Hat? Oh, Jimmy the Hat. Yeah, he smoked cigars right outside the dressing room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like the first dressing room I've ever been to. Like it was like there was like secondhand smoke just everywhere. It was like a plume of smoke in the dressing room. <laughs> and like Hat, um, he 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 was great. If you ever needed anything, a license or or anything, like he was the guy. You just went to Jimmy the Hat, old Italian guy that uh, he was. He always took care of the boys. Great, great guy. And and but you know you kind of were like. Were you in like a Godfather movie or? Yeah, the old or the uh, the garbage disposal business. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, classic. I'm not sure what yeah, was the cement, on, cement boot business. Yeah. No, but I just oh, yeah. remember he was legendary. Everyone always talked about Jimmy the Hat, and I, I remember seeing him a bunch of times. But uh, uh, you know, he'd say hello, but I didn't know him. But... Well, they had the extra dollars floating around there, paying those veterans yeah. big oh, time yeah. money. Kobe Ash comes in here's oh, a yeah. car kid. he was he was a mainstay he took care of the guys and i i remember you you know when he introduced you to somebody you you listened right and you like okay yes sir thank you sir thanks a lot and there's the 19 year old kid you know it's it's coming at you quick um right coming you know i'm born and raised in uh saskatchewan and and, uh jimmy the hat you're like this is this is real deal and and (laughs) they treated us great in chicago it's like you know at the time they always said Chicago, the Chicago Wolves were kind of like the 31st NHL team, just the way they, they treated the players and, and uh, the kind of the, I guess, the facilities and stuff that we had access to was, was first rate. Yeah, it was. It, it was always fun to go in there and play. And and, and we were lucky, too. I mean, it, obviously, I was kidding around. We, we didn't end up winning, but uh, I didn't think that was going to be a sweep. Obviously, those first two games were, what was it, one nothing, 2-1. Yeah. It was an overtime game. But uh, two really good teams, man. Like, you guys oh, had a Mitty, great team. Mitty, Mitty Mackey, man, he played. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, like he, we had um, Kari Lettinen and Ontario yeah. Nita Mackey going for, like fin to fin on fin violence. <laughs> yeah, right. crazy. I oh, remember, Kobe, I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, I'm not sure if you're ever, ever able to meet Ben Stafford um ducky we called him but he was on our our team and he was a very important piece of our team like uh killing penalties and he gets skate he was yeah, in a mighty ducks off. that's why we called him ducky he was an extra that skated um yeah. in the movie but um i'll never forget after the first period you guys must have had four three-on-ones in the first like five minutes and nitty came up with saves i mean I remember thinking, oh boy, this team, like, I don't, like, we have a good team, but not sure what's going to happen. And, and, uh, I was, I think I was sharpening, uh, John Slaney's skate, and, uh, Ducky came out and he looked at me and, like, kind of went, oh boy. <laughs> He's like, they're fast. And then Nitty saved the day, obviously, those first two games, which kind of, you know, it's always nice to win the first two on the road. But anyway, um, I just wanted to bring that up because I the the Wolves were that was a cool uh, it was a cool time that year you know that was the best league in the world probably that year um, yeah you know with the I, NHL I remember, not playing yeah I remember two things very very distinctly and it was being on the ice and hearing Riles Gratton Eager <laughs> Rich, just, I, I was nineteen year old coming up from junior and these guys are just like obliterating like just toasting me <laughs> roasting me on the ice like I'm just sitting there being like. Man, I better change quick before these guys get back on the ice. Like, <laughs> it was, 
It was intimidating. It was definitely intimidating. Um, and just like you guys just like nonstop talking the whole game. It was crazy. Like, I don't think I, I was like, I better get some thick skin here really quickly or else, uh, you know, I might not last very long in this game, but and then <laughs> game three and four, when we came back and it was, I guess, the Wachovia center at that time. And it was like the, it was sold out. It looked like there was like, it was like a Metallica party. It was just, yeah. I'd never experienced anything like that before in my hockey career up to that point. And just being like, this is like crazy intimidating as a, as an uh, opposition player, just to see that energy and, and the way the phantoms are like fed off that. Like, yeah. I don't think we, we got there. We didn't really have a chance after we lost the first two at home. It was, yeah. you guys could smell blood in the water and it was, it was all, it was all for the taking after that. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was cool too. Like I will say, in, in Chicago, you guys sold sold out as well, and it was so much fun. It was like a real oh yeah finals, and and, and really those was. games were so close, like you said. And then the center with twenty twenty thousand, and it was loud. Oh yeah, you know, purple was, rain. Yeah, purple rain. That's yeah. right, purple rain. <laughs> I knew it was um, over when Fridge ran our goalie, and everyone we just all looked. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> we're good. Yeah, yeah, oh, Packer in. Yeah, was, there was nothing else for Gratz and I to do besides Trevor <laughs> holding space on the bench there. So oh, thought man. we'd maybe offer. But it, it, it was it was a good time. And then um, Kobe. So fast forward, uh, you end up getting traded to the Flyers, which was which was great. And we've talked about this before. Like the year you came, obviously was a was a tough year in Flyers history. It was the worst record in history um, at that point in time. But I will say, when we picked you up, uh, we ended up getting Scotty Upshaw, Marty Biron, and you could just start to obviously during the summer. Homer added some some big pieces with Danny and and Kimo and Hartsey and and uh, probably some other guys I'm not thinking of. But every game was a game. Like mm -hmm. we we weren't very. I don't want to say we weren't very good, but we we hadn't won a lot of games. But man, when we got that group in there it really turned and that place was packed every night too mm -hmm. and we weren't very good we weren't winning games but the, the people in philadelphia they love if you're playing your balls off and that's what you guys did and then just like that next year we're in the conference finals and we had a lot of injuries including yourself um yeah. never know what could happen you know you were hurt chemo had the blood clot i think cartsy broke his foot if i'm not mistaken or gag someone a lot of injuries but uh, poor Hatch was playing on one one leg. God, he was getting his knees drained. God, no tripod. But yeah. But uh, anyway, talk about your time. You know, when you come to Philly, you're probably like, "Who's this equipment guy? He's a little fucked up, putting snakes in coolers and shit." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what were your thoughts when you came to Philly? Honestly, I, coming to Philly, the trade from Philly was. You know, I think there's there's turning points and there's certain momentum at every part of your career. And for me. You know, I had kind of had a tough time in Atlanta. I was having a tough time finding my footing. Um, just kind of, I almost lost confidence in my game a little bit. It was, uh, it was a tough time, and and for whatever reason, and and the trade from Philly and Homer saw something, uh, wanted me to bring me in on on a rebuilding team that, or I guess it wasn't even rebuilding. It was just like reshuffling the deck a little bit. Yeah. But um, it it really kind of that time, and for me, even though it was kind of a weird time for uh, Philadelphia Flyers and having that kind of bad year and bad record and being like last in the NHL at that time, it was the perfect opportunity for me to come in and gain my confidence, kind of find my game and be like, man, you know, there's a reason I, I can play. I can play with these guys, and and yep. there's nothing wrong with what's going on. I just got to kind of remember what kind of player I was. And John Stevens, I give him a lot of credit because. 
he sat me down as soon as I got there and he told me, he's like, hey, I don't care about mistakes. Just play your game. We've seen you. You're a great skater. You can move the puck. You got offense. You got defense. Just just play hard. And that's all we want to see from you. And it kind of just released me a little bit. Whatever piano I was carrying around or elephant I had on my back, um, John kind of let me just breathe a little bit. And it, it was really a, a big moment in my career. But And I, I was super excited to get to trade. I, I knew Karts and I knew Richie from World Juniors. Um, these were guys were I was really good buddies with. And that experience playing the Phantoms in the Calder Cup final, you know, I knew what kind of atmosphere I was going into. And I was like, man, I want to be on that side. <laughs> <laughs> really cool. But it was it was it was unique. I, I remember when I got the call, I got traded. I come into uh, the um, the rink and the first thing going on, I don't know if you remember this, Riles or, or Nasty, but it was the the Flyers uh, Wives Carnival. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> they, they, they pick me up at the airport and they drive me, they bring me right to the rink and they're like, all right, you're going to, I think it was Zach Hill. And he's like, you're going to go meet uh, Holmgren, the general manager. And I was like, awesome. You know, I'm excited. And I'm putting the hat face on. And I was so, so excited, butterflies in my stomach. And I walk onto the floor and it's just like a carnival going on in there. And there's people <laughs> yeah. there and, and I walk over to the dunk tank and there's Homer in a wetsuit <laughs> on the dunk tank. And he's like, hey, kid, how's it going? Like, boy, hard. people are going to love you here. And shakes my hand. And then like, not even like a, 10 seconds later, someone throws a ball and Homer's in the dunk tank. It was like, welcome to Philly moment. It couldn't have been more like just like from that moment, I knew that the whole atmosphere around the team was very family based and, and I was going to fit in really nicely with the guys. And I was lucky enough to, to be there a long time. Yeah, yeah you were. great. You were, hey, awesome. uh, just going back a little bit, you mentioned John Stevens, you know, and kind of, you know, maybe helping you find your confidence, uh, you know, going back to Atlanta, you had Bob Hartley. I understand young players take time sometimes to find their, their game. I mean, two different types of coaching, obviously, I, I would say, between Bob and, uh, and John Stevens. How, how much of maybe this challenge of finding your game in Atlanta was maybe having a coach that maybe didn't believe in you like Johnny. Yeah. There's probably different reasons and there's some of the reasons probably, uh, well, some of the reasons were because when I was in Portland, I was playing at 30 night, 30 minutes a night, you know, right. and, yeah. and you're as a defenseman, when you get to the NHL, you're not, when you're playing 30 minutes, you're not playing at the highest level all the time. And right. you kind of have to conserve yourself and so there was some lessons I had to learn and sure. tough love um, um, from Hartley, like from uncle Bob, he, he, he <laughs> me, you know, that my game needed to change. And, and it just more than anything, it took me time to, yeah. to figure that out. And um, yeah, for whatever reason, sometimes with guys and young players, a change of scenery just kind of flips the switch for them. And for mm -hmm. me, that, the switch was the trade and just coming into a new situation and kind of just turning the page. But like, I wouldn't trade the lessons I learned in Atlanta for anything because it really helped me grow as a player. And, and I don't believe that the rest of my career would have turned out the way it would have if I didn't learn those things early on in my career. Cause there was some, some things I really, I had all the physical tools and I had the, the skating ability. I just, I needed to kind of get a little bit um, quicker with the processing and, and, kind of up, I guess, generally kind of just the way I played and, and being able to to learn the NHL game. And as a young defenseman, that's not always easy to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and you mentioned that like, you're playing 30, 35 minutes a night in Portland. 
sometimes you generate some bad habits that don't fly at the pro level, right? Because you're just thrown out there, you know, just carry the puck, move the puck, score some goals. And like the coaches turn a blind eye to some of these, you know, so-called bad habits that are generated from playing so much. But then all of a sudden you're under the microscope at the pro level and everything is so structured and, you know, you can't, you can't do that stuff anymore. So I, I think what you're, you're, you're describing, I see this a lot with young players they come from a lot of ice time to limited ice time and they, they struggle with like, you know, getting in their own head because it's so structured and regimented. Well, it, it come, it can't, had come very easily and I had played against, you know, not men. Like you get to right. the NHL, it's a man. And, and at that point, up to that point, um, anything, any mistake, I could overcome it just be my skating or my strength or just kind of like overpowering guys. And at the NHL level, you just, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. different. There, there's guys like you, Ralph, running around, and then it's hard to it's hard to outmuscle guys like that. And Todd Fedoric and Darian Hatcher, you talk to those guys, and you meet them, right. and you're like, man, like either I got to learn this game very quickly, I got to up my conditioning, up my strength, try to put myself at a higher level. And and there's just little things that, as a player, you kind of have to learn. And, and for me, that learning experience took place in Chicago and in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> I think you were either the champ or runner or, or to co-champ every year for, for being the most fit flyer. Um, so if anyone could play 30 minutes, I bet you could have Kobe, uh, the shape you're in, you're an absolute beast. Um, but I, I can see where you're saying there, where you go from playing, like it, when you're juniors, like, and you were there four years, right? Like you were, <clears throat> you were there and you played a lot of, I, we were looking at your stats and, um, it's a different game when you come in it's and even animal. at the American league, like you said, these are men now they're grown men, you know, that you're playing against it's a lot different. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you got to find what kind of player you're going to be, you know, you have That's to decide. am I, uh, am I a Paul coffee or am I a Chris Pronger or, you know, who am I? It's kind of a little bit of a identity seeking moment as a young defenseman uh, when you're coming into this league. Well, when did you have that kind of aha moment? Was it was it in Philly? Like, you know, as you started playing more regularly and getting more minutes, did you, did, it was some bit of a process, right? Kind of like accepting like where you are, right? You're, you're, maybe you're not a Paul Coffey, but like that's okay because there's not many of yeah. them. And, um, well, you know, just finding your well, groove. I think, I think that time that um, Rambo or John Stevens gave me when I got there and just saying like, hey, just just play. Like we're in last place. So yeah. <laughs> we're not putting you further down the, the totem pole here. Just play, be your game, show us what you got. And the thing that the Flyers did that really helped me and a guy that really helped me was Hatch, Darian Hatcher. He was he was a veteran guy that kind of – Hatch took me under his wing um, in all extensive purposes and, and really, really kind of settled my game down. I was a little bit of a, a rover out there and kind of showed me – as a big defenseman, this is how we have to play first, and then you can supplement the offense this way. And Hatch kind of settled me down and really kind of supplemented um, me as a player. And I think you know when coaches are telling you one thing, it's it's it help it's helpful absolutely. But when a, a older teammate that you respect and that you you know I, I love Hatch and I would run through a wall for Hatch. And so when he's telling you things, you take that to heart and you really try to emulate and try to please him like i wanted to play well because i wanted hatch to to like me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right um for a number of different reasons and then when chemo came on the team you know i got paired with chemo for a number of years and we were we were steady partners for a long time and and playing with a guy like that you it, it was just 
it was career changing for me. It really was. We kind of able to de develop so much chemistry and he's such a cerebral player and a smart guy. And he, we were able to kind of play off each other. And it, and it wasn't, it was it, one thing I found very unique about chemo was it was all unspoken. Um, there wasn't a ton of communication on the ice. He didn't like to communicate. He just liked to be able to read and, and he knew where I was going and I was able to go where he was going. And I remember him numerous times being like, Kobe, stop calling for the puck. I know you're there. Trust me. I know where everybody is. <laughs> and, and, you know, it couldn't be more true for chemo. He was such a smart guy. Mm -hmm. And it, it made that process for me growing as a player. And, and under those two guys, I, I really credit them with uh, taking my game to another level. Yeah. Chemo yeah. was a special player, He was. Man. It's funny that he you say was. no yell for the puck. All the coaches are like, yeah. communicate. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know where you are. <laughs> He's like, they can hear you too, so don't don't be talking too much because then they know our plays and I'll know that I'm open or know that you're open. It was just like, I, I coach now and I'm like, yeah, I'm the same way as you, Riles. I'm like, talk, 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 talk. And he was like, Shh, quiet. Yeah, you know? yeah, right? yeah. Don't feel your hand too much. Uh, in that in that that next year, like I was saying earlier, you know, it, it turns out we end up uh, having that seven game series with Wash and and Loops ends up winning it in overtime. That was one of the I still like that that'll pop up on my feed on YouTube, and I I have to watch it, man. It just gives me chills. That, that was such a cool thing going from the worst team, you know, in the in the league, and and Homer doing some work like that was a true retool yeah that they call it a retool here? yeah the last couple of years they were going to retool and it didn't really uh happen uh, but that was yeah. a true retool like yeah. you know it brought in loops i forgot about loops earlier but uh, yeah and chemo and danny and and uh it was a great group you guys were it was just so much fun it was a lot year. of fun it was special there was a special group of guys it was it, we just we had a lot of fun it was like a young guys and i feel like we were all kind of at, you know, there was different spots. We had big name free agents, but then we had young guys that were really kind of up and coming that were fighting for ice time. And I just remember like internal competition was, was huge for that team. And, um, you know, you got Marty Brown back there. We, we just had characters at every position. I don't yeah. know. It was yeah. Just, it's so true. I, I look back at that year so fondly. And I, I think like, just like you, I think of that like often. And, and then to have that like deep playoff run was, was really cool. And, um, loop scoring that goal. I remember being on the ice and like, it was just, well, I think, I don't know who it was. Someone got hit with like a full can or a full soda. And like someone, it was like, oh, someone threw some keys at me or something like that. <laughs> Key. Slap shot. Yeah. Right. Oh, it was, it was Jeff with a monkey wrench. <laughs> oh yeah. It was, people were upset, but it was, yeah. that was my first sense of like NHL playoff hockey and how like intense it was. And that was awesome. it was, it was just awesome, man. We had, we had a great time. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, great locker room, hey. Like yeah, I, I was. Just think, and, you know, and then extended beyond that year too for the next couple of years. Yeah. I feel right. It was just there's something special when you have the right chemistry. It just like makes going to the rink so much better. And then obviously we we we're collecting some wins there, but like, yeah, it's just it's it's just so necessary. Like you said characters in every position. You just had like like practice was fun. It should be right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's work obviously, but you gotta have fun too. And the like, best teams I've been ever been on were just like the the. Besides the skill, obviously, like even the Calder Cup year, we had like yeah. a solid locker room. Like yeah. guys like had fun, but they worked. And um, I felt the same way in a couple of those years and including 2010 there. Yeah. Solid group of guys, you know, had each other's back, had some fun. And it was awesome. It makes things there was a lot never, easier. never a bad day going to the rink. Like even right. even when, like there was a couple losses or whatever, you always look forward to just getting there and, and seeing the mm -hmm. guys. 
And then just kind of the fun we had outside the rink too was it was it, you know, and it seemed like everyone was kind of like very similar. I don't know for whatever reason, like life pass at that time. It was just young guys having fun and, and um, good veteran guys that were taking care of everybody and, and showing everybody the right way to this to play in this league. But I, and mm-hmm. and when you have when you have two guys or three guys called the Legion of Poon, <laughs> you know you're going to have some stories coming in the next day. And I think everyone enjoyed those. Sometimes you're scratching your head. Who's the third on that? I, well, I don't know if they included Cartsy and, and Richie. Oh, right, and all right, of them, yeah. I told we had Johnny LeClaire on uh, Cobes, and I said, uh, you know, Johnny, like he's pretty reserved. And I said, Johnny, you know, you guys were in the Legion of Doom. Uh, were you aware that there was another Legion a few years later called the Legion of Poon? And he just started dying. <laughs> he goes, uh, I was not. <laughs> Oh man, we we needed like a campfire in the middle of the dressing room and just have the boys. I know, right? (laughs) Roasting some marshmallows and story time. (laughs) Unfortunately, we can't share a lot of those. Uh, (laughs) Canceled. But yeah, man, it was it was a great time. And then you just uh, you just went to 2010, and there was another just epic run. um, Came up short, but that team and and that year that was for me. We've talked about it before, Kobe. You went on to become a champion, which we'll talk about. But uh, up until that point, <clears throat> that was well, for me. That was the best year I think uh, of my 26 years. I mean, yeah. I just that team, you guys, the way you know Prongs coming in. I was, I know he was one of your heroes as a kid. I remember you actually asked. Not many guys wanted to move their stall, but I remember you saying, "Hey, I want to try to sit beside Prongs and learn as much as I can." And so you I remember you moving your stall and everything. But uh, talk about that year. I mean, obviously we came up just a little short, but but what a team and what a group of guys. Yeah, that's that's another year I think about a lot, and uh, just kind of being around. I guess being around a little bit this group here in Tampa, and then thinking about our group in Philly, and I see so many different similarities especially 2015 and not because we lost both. Like I lost in 2015 in the finals against Chicago and then right. also our year in 2010. But, you know, I just, I think about that more times than maybe is healthy. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you think about what could have been and, and just how like, you know, that group I thought was just so special and, and for whatever reason, when a team wins, they stay together a little bit more and i just i wish for our sake for that year 2010 that we would have won and and we'd have more reasons like you know the 20 year anniversary and getting yeah. all this back together would be just absolutely insane i think that would be would have been the fun I, maybe we should still do it figure it yeah, out yeah yeah right yeah. such a good group great man. idea it, we we came so close and i and i look back at that series and there were so many things that i thought man if this just went the worst way for us or this way for us like we could have been stanley cup champions and and yeah. uh, good for chicago they started their dynasty at that moment but yeah. you know i thought that whole year just the way we made the playoffs on the last yeah. game of the year um in the shootout and and seeing the brian boucher like kick you know, yeah, after right. yeah. and uh, G and Danny B scoring on Hank. It was just like, I, I just, everything about it was wild. And the comeback against Boston and then us yeah, Spain around Montreal and New Jersey. It was, it's just, just always, always when I think about my career and looking back, like it's just one of the highlights and one of the things that I'll always cherish and, and that group of guys as well. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, you did, you, you Reminded me there, Montreal. I think we had it posted the other day, but the the, the shift by Mike Richards, um, I I love that. I will never. It's my favorite goal ever. I think as 
you know, I was with the Flyers for 25 years. I think that's my favorite goal ever. Um, just because I thought I thought the build the roof was coming off that place. We were down one nothing. But what I wanted to say about that, if you remember, I always notice it. Kobe looked like Jimmy Superfly Snooky. Someone was coming across. <laughs> you look like you came off the top ropes. He tried to absolutely. I can't remember what player it is, but he tries to absolute end them. And Richie had made a hit too. Right? Yeah, what a, right. What is uh, the whole minute of that whole thing and G flipping it and Richie scoring. But uh, yeah, that 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 whole run, man. Like it, it could have gone either way. Just I like agree. we talked about with uh, the other uh, with Chicago and the American League. But uh, you know, two two. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the finals, and what we lose game five two to one, and then you lose in overtime. You know, some people say, you know, I I thought Lates and and Bush, man, they were great. Like they got us there. And, but uh, you never know. Like if Razor hadn't have been hurt, you know, like he was he was a big part of our team too. You kind of forget. Yeah, he only made it halfway through, but uh, well, how what, many goals what a group through that? It was like, oh, that's great. Backs from was it Backlund? Backy, yeah, yeah, Backy. But I, I, the goalie thing, I, I remember, and I every time I see Boosh, uh, I'll, I'll remind him of this. We were whatever game we were in Boston, and and I believe it was uh, um, Ryan Parent. He fell backwards on top of Boosh, and I don't know if you remember this. And Boosh is. It's, his knees kind of went out and he's he's laying on his back and he starts screaming and he's like, ah, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's done. And, and, uh, Jimmy McCrossin uh, came out there and picked him up and all Bush is saying is like, it's over boys. Both my knees are done. This is and well, you know, little did we know, like late just caught fire after that and came in and then Richie like smoke Krejci put him out. Mm, it was a real, right. we the turning points like that was yeah, the really turning was. Point in the series and after that we just kind of step cup rolling and game seven and it's like of course we go down three nothing in game seven it, yeah right. i know right we yeah, talked exactly. about that before like, epic time why, why not yeah i know right <laughs> why not? but oh, i got man, i got just... i don't know if you guys well riles might you guys might remember this but the i remember coming we were we were in boston at the garden there and, and coming into the dressing room and everybody was cheering and Mr. Snyder was actually there. He was at the game and he came down to the dressing room and everyone was like, the music was pumping. You had that song going, uh, Mac Miller going um, and everyone's high-fiving. And I remember like looking around, high-fiving people and Mr. Snyder was standing right in front of me and he's going for a high-five and I thought he was looking at me. And as he's looking, I'm going to high-five him and he turns his head and he, he wasn't looking at me and my hand goes right through. <laughs> And it ends up, my hand goes right into Mr. Snyder's eyeball like this. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I just see him go. He just tucks his head down. And I've got my hand in his, in his, in his eyeball. eyeball. Uh, and, and I pull back. And then I'm like freaked out. And I turn around. And I'm like giving chemo a hug. Kind of looking like, <laughs> it wasn't me. Mr. Snyder's on the ground. Well, he's got just like a hit and your eye, like, eye hole in his, I don't in his remember. eyes. Like, I felt so bad. But oh my god, you I didn't talk know to him about it after you address it? anything to it. <laughs> I never admitted it. I was like, I wanted to say it. I wanted a like a long-term extension. I would never tell yeah. him. By the way, that blind spot you still have. Uh yeah, that was that was my finger there. Blind spot. Oh man. Uh, he was so happy. I don't think you would yeah, he didn't even phase him. Phase him. Oh. Oh, but the, it's just like the things you remember. Like I that yeah. was like that whole series, and like I could tell you like every play on the ice and then that whole thing off the it was just it was wild it was magical really magical it, it was it really was man that that uh 
you know, gags coming back and he gets oh, to yeah. OT and you're like, oh, it's three, one, you know, they're thinking, ah, and we went in there and just pumped them. I think it was like <laughs> three or four, one or nothing. <laughs> and gags had two more. Oh yeah. You know, then, then he got another one back in game six at home. And then he obviously got that snipe uh, in game seven. That's one of my favorite things. It also pops up on YouTube and it goes through all the games and the best is game seven. All the people went to the center to watch it on the big screen and every goal you, you see it, and oh, then yeah. when Gag scores, man, I mean, it, they go right to the center, and it's oh man, it's just chill still, just oh, thinking yeah. about and it. The timeout by Labby, right? The timeout, yeah, oh, just yeah. get one. We just need timeout ever. Yeah, yeah, he looked like a genius. Oh yeah, and and Reamer's shot breaks a stick, and Rask is going the other way. Big Tukes going the other way, and it goes in. And next thing you know, three three. I know. <laughs> Let's go, boys. But what a time, man. What a team. You guys are so much fun to be around. And to, it, when you're rolling like that, obviously, Kobe, you've been to the three finals. Um, Chicago wasn't kind to you. You needed a no, different team. No, you just, needed a different <laughs> team, eh? I, it was funny. My my son was – I had all these old hockey cards, and they were still in the packages. And he was opening them up uh, three four days ago. And it was like, you know, the 2012 Blackhawks. He's opening up. And he's like, Dad, is this guy any good? And I'm like, terrible. He's the worst. <laughs> Brutal guy, awful. You know, I just I still have like a disdain for those guys. Like guys like Brent Seabrook, who I played World Juniors with, I know a little bit of. Like and uh, Andrew Ladd, these guys. You know, I, I don't mind them, but I still, I, I somewhere deep in my heart, I just like they kind of ripped it out a little bit. They tore a little chunk off, and <laughs> yeah, trying to get know, that back. They're gonna always have to kind of live with, but um, you know, it's it's part of the whole journey, and and I wouldn't change it. Yeah, and and. You know, it's funny. We've talked about this with other guys. Like when, well, when Kimo won, he, that's the year he won. So happy for him. You know, like just, just try not to cry, you know, like uh, watch him. And then same with you, you know, guys, you've you spent, you know, a lot of time with Christ. You played 576 games here. That's not even counting playoffs, but uh, to be so close with you and have you here as a teammate and then see you raise it. Like, it's just the greatest feeling, even though it's not me raising it or Riles raising it, but just to watch you guys. So, I mean, obviously that's what you dream of as a kid. I mean, yeah. I, I, it's a dumb question to say, what was it like, but what was it like? You know, like I would have, it would have been honestly just the greatest, greatest feeling to have orange flyers on and raise that <laughs> yeah. cup. Like that, yeah. you know, it, it would have been so, so special. And, um, but you know we had we had a special team here in Tampa, and it seemed like since when I got traded here, I got traded here. I think it was uh, like March first, two thousand fifteen, and up until you know they won their two cups, and still to this day they they have a window where they're competing, which is just kind of unbelievable. And so every year we were here, it just felt like, hey, we're going to win the cup. And we had the year uh, two, I think it was two thousand nineteen. We had the best record in NHL history up until that point until Boston beat us our record last year. But, you know, you, you, it was kind of the same thing. You went through these up and downs and you thought you were going to get there and you thought you were going to do it. So to kind of finally accomplish it, especially with the group of guys that we had, it was kind of just like a, a sigh of relief almost. It was like, finally, thank God. Like, because you just never know when you're going to get back there and if you're going to get right. an And there's, God knows, there's so many excellent, awesome players that never get a chance to be in the playoffs or be in the Stanley Cup finals and, and I felt very fortunate, and and to be part of that that Tampa Bay group was was <laughs> obviously it was it was just amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Can you talk about uh, Tampa as an organization? Obviously, they have some you know superstars of Stamkos and they've some some elite players there. But like I'm looking back at when I was still coaching the Phantoms there, and then their minor league team in Norfolk, and they were like a dynasty down there. Like they like they obviously nailed the draft picks, and they and they didn't know how to develop. But like you said, like they're they're still in it. Like they still have a, a highly competitive team. Like what what the hell are they doing there that you know the other organizations are not? Well, I think there's there's a combination of things. Obviously, their scouts and their ability to find players kind of in the later in the draft. Like you look at a guy like Braden Point, you know, mm-hmm. he's a later draft pick. Kucherov, Andre yeah. Palat, these guys were not first round picks. Uh, they, they were they were guys they found later on in the draft and, and supplemental guys that they found are college free agents. They for whatever reason they've been able to identify college free agents and. But what they've done is they built around a good nucleus. They obviously drafted Steven Stamkos first overall. Mm-hmm. They've drafted, you know, Victor Hedman, who's one of the best. You know, these two guys, generational goal scorer, best defenseman. They got they got the ability to draft a goaltender. <laughs> yeah, under- right. Who, man, like you, you watch this guy, and I got to practice against him, and, and and no offense to any of the other guys I played with, but he's just the best I've ever seen by by a wide right. margin. He really? Just, hey? Yeah. yeah. His athleticism and his ability to, and and like his burning desire to be the best goalie in the world is is kind of like unlike anything I've ever seen. Like his his focus is so singular. It's like stretching family hockey. Like that's it. You know, that's I, when he wakes up. That's that's just how it kind of goes for him. And and so they they've done a good job of just collecting this talent. And it was Steve Eiserman that kind of started this whole thing and really developed it. And the emphasis on on the farm system and bringing these guys through and then Julian Brisebois, his aggressive moves that he's done at the deadline. You know, we don't win the Stanley Cup, our first Stanley Cup in the bubble there without the moves for um, Blake Coleman and Barclay yeah. Goodrow. Like these right. are the moves that he went out and he gave up what looked like a bunch of assets. But at the end of the day, if you don't do those moves, I, I really don't think we get it done. Those guys were instrumental in, in kind of the way that team was uh, was set up. Yeah, I, they've they've been relevant for quite a while, and I, and I was going to ask too. That was a great question, Riles. Uh, is it how much? I mean, how much does Cooper play into this too? Because I mean, he seems to be pushing the right buttons as well. Yeah, one thing that Coop has done like amazing is he's developed culture. You know, yeah. he, he's developed a culture, and and people have fit in, and and you know, I think. At the beginning, he he was able he was coaching a lot. You know, there was a lot of coaching, but now because they've won and the, and the guys that were they brought up and they've come up through with Coop kind of through the system, they run the team. You know, this this Tampa Bay Lightning team it's run by the players. The coaches kind of set up the boundaries and the guidelines, but at the end of the day, it's the players. They're driving the bus. They're That's holding awesome. each other accountable. And and Coop's, you know, he's done a really good job of kind of morphing that in and letting that whole thing develop. And and now you got guys like Stammer and, and Hetty and, and just kind of all through the lineup of different veteran guys that, you know, they take it now and, and the young guys, they're leaders now too. And, and they've done a good job of, of just letting those guys say like, Hey, like we can yell and scream at you and that's great. But we all know that as players, like eventually you tune that out to a certain extent. So um, you got guys like I watched like the progression of Nikita Kucherov. You know, when when I first saw him, like he is 
he is so talented. I can't even tell you. I went to the game last night and I'm just, I'm sitting beside my daughter and I'm like, just watch him. Yeah. Every, like, focus on him. Just watch what he does out there. And it's, he's just so special, but same with him. Like he's gone from, you know, kind of a, um, doesn't, didn't speak a lot of English, Russian kind of very, very competitive, but now he's a leader. Like I can see him after practices. I can see him like talking to guys, like trying to make his teammates around him better. And they've just done a good job of, of kind of, I guess, giving that culture room to breathe and grow. And, and it's, it's, it's going to keep going as long as those guys really kind of keep driving the bus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Coop was there, you know, I don't know how many years now total, but he was, you know, in Norfolk when they won Norfolk. the Calder Cup and they kind of the starting of the, I say that, uh, that the, the, the bit of the dynasty, like he created the culture in the minor leagues and, and you know, obviously with the help of some superstars at the big club, but he's able to carry that and obviously get by and that this is, this is the way good teams are built, right? It's, it is winning. It is winning through the players right the coach yeah. is there it really should be just essentially the buffers the, the boundaries your keepers and, and the rest of it is kind of taken care of inside the locker room so sure. love to hear patience it. and patience like patience right extremely patient like you know the, the window looked like it was open and there was probably you know probably after we got swept by columbus um after having you know record-breaking regular season you know there would have been a lot of uh teams that might have fired cooper and right Apple was steadfast in their commitment. Like, this is our guy. This is the guy's guy. So let's just let him grow as a coach. And, you know, even as a player, it's funny when you see, you know, as a player, you grow, but you also see the coach get better as yeah. he coaches. And, and Coop was, you know, for all, this is his first job as an NHL. His, his first job is the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's the longest tenured uh, coach in the NHL at this point. And, and they've allowed him room to grow and get better and bring on new assistants and the assistants have grown. And, and, uh, he, he's just really, you know, he's, he's really shaped kind of what they're doing here. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell I you, Kobe, a couple of years ago, uh, uh, Brian Elliott's playing there, obviously the last couple of years, Moose. Yeah, Moose yeah. yeah. Great guy. Got to know him great, the last year. What a great guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. And, uh, um, so I would always try to meet up with him, you know, so go to dinner and stuff. And so I was with, I won't, I won't name everyone, but we just went nothing crazy. We went over to McGillan's it's a Wednesday and big, big rigs with us. And, uh, we're, of they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah Shocker, like eh? put your shock face on uh, for that one. Uh, Bogosian and, uh, Paris, uh, we're, we're, um, we had some dinner and, and they're like, ah, oh, where we go? I'm like, well, Wednesday night, karaoke night over at McGillan's Ale House, you know, and they're like, all right, let's do it. So we get over there and it was about six or seven of us. And Patty, of course, got, got the big hat on, you know, the locks are laid. He's like, shots. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, whatever. But you got these veteran guys. Like, it's yeah. not like they're. So I turn around and here comes Coop down the <laughs> steps. He, he was upstairs with the staff, I guess. Singing. He was not singing. He was not singing. Boys did though. Oh, yeah, Boys sure. did. I have some video of it. But uh no, uh Coop came down and I'm like, I turn and I'm like trying to cover my mouth. I'm like, Patty, Coop, Coop, Coop. <laughs> like, cause he's got the girls got the yeah, shots. Big tray, you know? yeah. <laughs> and Coop comes over and he's standing there and he goes, Patty's like, uh, hey Coop. He goes, got one for me. <laughs> he the shot, he goes, guys, have fun. I'll see you tomorrow. Like, oh, it's so great. And leaves. I'm like, dude, like, you know. He trusts, you know, they're older. Of course, players. yeah. I mean, I guess. He knows they'll show like up the next day. The young kids there, but exactly. uh, it was pretty cool that, you know. I love that respect. Yeah, exactly. That's his attitude all the time. That has never changed. I think that's just his 
he has a little different demeanor. He's definitely, you know, when he first started out, he was a, definitely a player's coach and he's, he's kind of learned how to be a player's coach, but while still being a little bit of like holding guys accountable, but yeah, it, I, I swear, I think, I think early on he would come to every team party if you could, you know, like yeah, <laughs> he, he loved he it. Has, he really is. He's kind of, he, and he cultivates that he wants to be one of the boys and, and he preaches family and, and uh, you know, he, he practices what he preaches for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Would you say he was one of your, your, your favorite coach? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've yeah. Had, he's one of the, probably the, one of the coaches that had the longest um, and learned, a, learned a ton from him. But, you know, that being said, like I, I we mentioned those other guys and, and, and like Lavi, like I loved, I loved Lavi. I, I loved, um, John Stevens, he was awesome. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. obviously, it's obviously, Chief. He was an assistant for a long time. Had him for the the one year as a head coach. Like everybody brings something different. And and for me, like I don't know if it's hard to put like a label like that was my favorite guy or favorite guy because I was super lucky to have like all like really good guys uh, yeah. around me all the time. And and there was really no a holes or assholes for the most part. Right. You know, so. I, uh, it's funny, Kobe. I don't know if you remember how, uh, <clears throat> fire, uh, I'm sure you remember how fired up Lavi would be sometimes. And Cause you're giving him Red Bull. Well, shots, I was going to say, whatever was in that concoction you gave him. Oh my gosh. Well, the, <laughs> thing, well, the problem was he was there at three o'clock pacing the hallways with about eight black coffees. Okay. <laughs> then he had me, he found these Red Bull is a full can of Red Bull, but in a shot. It was called a Red Bull shot, but it had everything that a full can had. Crank that, and then he had me getting those pills from GNC, those like uh, hydroxy. Oh, yeah, hydroxy. Oh, and so, but it was funny because the guy, like, you could tell when he took one of those pills. And Chief oh, would take yeah. it too, but Chief could keep it together. He's sweating all but over the place. La Lavi's red, he's screaming, and he's fucking elbowing me, you know, on plays and, and stuff like that. But the best is like, guys, I think it was Richie turns around the one night. He goes, Hey man, stop giving him those fucking pills. dude." And he's like, he can't have those anymore, man. He goes, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Richie's like, I'm going to lose it, man. He sees too wild with those things. Oh yeah. So oh. he would I'm come like, down to the D zone, the D side and he would be like yelling at Cato, get these guys going. Like they're not awake. And, and Cato would be like, all right, boys, we're just going to wait till he kind of mellows out a little bit. <laughs> oh, here, wait till that Red Bull shot kicks out. A little oh yeah. Bit. yeah. Yeah. Oh man. He was, he was more fired up than I was. Oh, dude, you and... were pretty fired oh, up. Were right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were competing side by yeah. side, you know, so you could Sudies, walk up. The, yeah. Sudies, coffee. Yeah. Maybe well, you should have signed up for the dry island for the <laughs> Red Bull shots the and the hydroxy yeah, addiction. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, God. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, you've been intense. like, you, you did, you're right. You had some um, some really good coaches, Kobe. Like, oh, good, good people. Like, I good honestly, looking back, I'm just trying to think of, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, there's good guys and bad guys. And honestly, like, the the amount of good guys was just over overwhelmingly, you know, it was just – there's so many great guys and guys that I'm so thankful that I got to play with. Um, there's, there's so little guys that you're like, yeah, I probably would never grab a beer with that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it was just, it was just for whatever reason, you know, and I don't know if you feel the same rouse, but I was I I very fortunate that I got to play with like so many great guys. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, change anything for the world. It was, yeah, it was, like you say a dream come true when you can go to the locker room every day and, and just ha have fun and be around good guys. It's uh, it certainly makes the experience that much better. And there's one thing like I remember about you, Kobe, and you're still bringing it. Like it's it's, it's you always had a great attitude, you know. Like I just I remember you just having fun. You're always there early. 
um and you and you still have that same energy and attitude so i you know i've always appreciated that about you and i'm sure it's a big part of why you were success so successful in your in life and in your career so well, always i love that about you I hope that uh, I hope I I keep it. You know, sometimes my kids uh, they test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But I guess yeah. the alternative I I could be living. You know, not not that there's anything wrong with. You know, I could be living in my hometown and and but I just feel fortunate that uh, where's hockey's taken me in my life. Like I've been able to travel the world, um, yeah. lived all mm-hmm. over the country, been to the most amazing steakhouses and restaurants all over <laughs> yeah, right. America. You know, like man, just it just things are just like. Wow, that's just like I can't believe I did that. And and growing up a town like Shonovan's eighteen hundred people, and you know, you know the big going out for it is like eating at the Chinese food restaurant, you know, yeah. Yeah. Chinese buffet. again, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I just feel very fortunate, very, very, very fortunate. Yeah, for sure, good man. Talk about how you know the, your your career landed up wrapping up there. I know you uh, you get dealt to Ottawa. And then uh, eventually the Islanders. Yeah. I mean, how did that go down for you? And how, how, how was your mindset towards the end? Sure. Yeah. It kind of all transpired during the during the lockout, or sorry, not the lockout, the the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. We ended up in the bubble, and there was all those kind of crazy rules. And um, so, kind of after we won the cup, um, we were facing some some cap issues with uh, the Lightning, and Julian Breezebois came to me and. Um, and he was just like, hey, you know, we're we're thinking about doing this. I had a no trade um, at the time, and he, he asked me if I was willing to work with them and, and trying to find a spot. And and uh, I had one year left in my deal, and I figured that probably was going to be the the last deal, uh, the, like the last year of my career. Just kind of judging by how my body was feeling at the time, um, I, I kind of got this like. As you, as I went along in my career, it just became harder and harder to get going every day. My, the biggest thing was my left hip. It was just like starting to lock up, and I had a lot of arthritis forming around it, and um, kind of the mobility was going the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> when you're skating and you're a big guy and you, and you rely on your skating, it just got harder to kind of to stay healthy. And but I wanted to try to play one more year and, and accepted the move to Ottawa and didn't really, I guess. Looking back, I didn't really understand um, kind of the the whole thing with how everything was going to turn out with uh, the pandemic and and going to Canada was tough because I I left my family and and they weren't able to come visit because there was different rules about oh, right. teening yeah. for two weeks and the kids were in school here in Florida which was almost completely open which is even like two different worlds for right. Canada um, but you know I think it was ended up being like four months that uh, between visits Ooh. with my kids and my wife that'd be really was, tough. It was tough, um, but there was there was there was tons of stuff I got to learn. Um, I got to be roommates with a guy named Derek Steppen who did the same thing, left his family, mm. came to Ottawa. We lived in a house together. Um, I can't even tell you how many Bud Lights we got. We drank. <laughs> yeah, right. It felt like some sort of bachelor day, and, and we couldn't go anywhere. Like it was there was no restaurants open. There was nowhere to go. The team was very particular about. Hey, you come to the rink and then go home. We don't want you guys socializing a lot and, and you're trying to take the precautions, but we would just go and we'd cruise like the grocery store, you know, just, you know we got to get out of this house, you know? Like, yeah. Right. Like the 10th baseball game and the, we'd, we were watching hockey nonstop and, and he showed me, uh, I don't even like, we were trying to cook, which is just a disaster. <laughs> we had, we had a good time and, and, uh, 
when he got hurt, he ended up separating shoulder and going back home. And, and at that point, it was it, it got a little tougher to be there, kind of being by yourself there in Ottawa. And then uh, they found me a, a trade to a playoff contender. So I ended up going to uh, to the Islanders, talked to Lou, um, who was so gracious and, and helpful to my family. Um, got the got, brought everybody in so I could see everybody out at the trade deadline and and he he was very honest and open. He's like, hey, we we want defensive depth. You're going to be our, our seventh guy um, come playoff time. And that team was it was great. You know, I learned a lot, and you learn a lot from going from team to team and meeting different guys. And and uh, that team, I didn't get on the ice much with those guys, which was um, you know it was, it was tough. It's tough to tough to do that, but. Yeah. They had a good group of guys there and then got to meet a lot of guys that, you know, you, when you're playing against, you're like, I hate this guy. This guy's yeah, the yeah. Matt Martin. I don't even, I think I've probably fought him three or four times in my career. And and you get to be on the same team as these guys and you find out they're, you know, they're great guys. Like it's yeah. just eternity yeah. that we call hockey is, is filled with guys that you just, uh, you, you go to bat for and, and, but you can hate one moment and love the next. So yeah. Um, after that year in, in uh, on the island, uh, I kind of I kind of knew that you know my body was telling me it was time, and and uh, it was kind of time to refocus on uh, part two, and, and definitely connecting, reconnecting with my family as well. Yeah, yeah, we well, sure. had a hell of a career. I, I know. Man. How's your body holding up after retirement? You mentioned it was slowing down and getting tight, like you're pretty decent shape. All things yeah, considered. Yeah. It's so for me, skating was a big trigger, and with like the hips and the mobility and and kind of the way the femoral head, you know, sits in the socket, it, it just, I couldn't kind of get into the positions that I do. So just living everyday life, I'm great. You know, if I go out and I'm skating with the kids, I can start to feel it getting a little sore. It's just the difference between having to train for the NHL and skating yeah. at a level and then all that instability of being hit and trying to hit guys and pivots and being able to be a mobile person, like it's, it's tough. So, but I've been been fortunate, you know, got to do a bunch of the stuff that I never got to do during my my playing career. Like we we, we ski now every winter, which is fun. Awesome. I'm kind of uh, uh, still working out. I, I work out with like a bunch of baseball guys here in, in Tampa now because um, we got a big baseball community of guys in their off season. So they're probably trying guys. to get you on the mound, Kobe. Yeah, Austin, right. Yeah. We, we, play, we play a bunch of pickleball together, so it's yeah. fun. These guys, they got some. They got some whip, and we play golf together. And, and so I've, I'm fortunate to kind of have been absorbed into their community a little bit. Uh, actually, um, old, the old. Uh, um, Kyle Kendricks. I don't know if you guys remember him. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. So, yeah. so I got kind of a funny story. Me and Kyle met on the golf course. He was, I was on the green and uh, I was playing with some of the boys. I, it was like Stammer and uh, Alex Klorn and Kevin Shattenkirk. And I'm on the green and on a tee box, kind of like way a ways, but like going the other way, Kyle Kendricks and a buddy were golfing and I didn't know him at the time. And he hits a driver, just shanks it and then poking <laughs> me in the stomach. No way. Come on. 60 yards away, 60 yards away. And I'm just like, all of a sudden I just feel this like, Oh, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at the guys and I'm like, I refuse to go down. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not like, there's just no way. There's no way. And Stammer's looking at me. He's standing right beside me. He's like, Kobe, Kobe, like breathe, breathe. And I'm just like, okay, okay. And he looks, he's like, are you okay? Is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, I, I think I'm okay. I think I'll be all right. And he's like, hold on a second. He runs to his golf bag, grabs his phone. He's like, lift up your shirt. Let me take a picture of that. And I'm like, thanks for the 10 seconds of sympathy. Stammer. Yeah, right, right, right. So Hendrix ends up walking over and he tells me later, he's like, man, I was so scared. I thought you guys were going to fight me, like beat the crap out of me. And I, always, I just remember he came over and he's like, 
I had his golf ball and I was like, Titleist. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, he's like, he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm so sorry. I owe you guys a bunch of beers. And I'm like, these guys, you owe me a bunch of beers. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> you owe me a bunch of beers. But it's so funny. He got, he ended up texting me after. And then, you know, we, we've developed a great friendship after that. So we golf quite a bit down here. And that's and amazing. Awesome. Fantastic. We trade lots of Philly stories and flyer yeah. stories. And it's, uh, it's, it's cool how you meet people like that. And that's crazy how you met him. You never crossed paths with them in Philly? No, not wow. really. No, never, never really did. I, I, you know, all they had great teams, World Series championships teams. So yeah. I knew of those guys. Um, my so it was like Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins, my daughter used to go to school down here. Um, so I met Jimmy a bunch of times and kind of you know remember trading stories with him. And I think I remember going to one of his. It was like a charity bowling thing. Jimmy yeah, yeah. I've been there a couple uh, times. I, I remember being like Jimmy. Like I had a great time. The only complaint was like I remember taking my teeth out, putting on a cocktail napkin, and then like having like a thing of food and then someone like stole my teeth and i was like convinced that like some fan had stole my teeth and they were like i got brain covert's teeth <laughs> and i was i was for sure gonna say like one of these days like after my career's over like teeth are gonna show up in the mail with like a legit uh a sharpie and be like can you sign your teeth for me <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Right. You know? but it was it was it was funny i just oh, those, those guys and i didn't remember meeting a lot of the eagle guys but for whatever the the philly guys we we kind of always bumped into each other but kk was just one of those guys i never i never really did meet oh wow it's amazing what that a story it's great hilarious oh yeah man. awesome I, man I'm, I'm glad I didn't hit a bone. That would have been bad. I know, right? What are the chances? Yeah, I, I remember being like, man, I've been hit with pucks. Like, it's just like, and I just like, when you get hit with a puck, you know you're going to get hit with a puck. Well, for the most part, I guess yeah. that, you know, most of the time you know you're going to hit puck. But when you get hit with a golf ball, it was just like, you're not expecting it. was just a stinger out of left field. It was just like, wow. What if there's just like someone sniping? Yeah, like, what just happened to me? Man? Oh, yeah. And I, I just, I, the first thought in my mind was like, I just remember being like, he didn't say four. Oh, four. <laughs> oh, I was mad. I was just like, oh, just every emotion. Oh, oh man. He didn't say four. He didn't say four. Lake here. Oh. Oh, Riggs, you might have been close to hitting a couple. Oh, guys yeah. I'm sure team. I have hit a couple people. Yeah. We play in a few uh, charity events. You know, people invite us and Riggs, but he usually makes it nine holes. Actually, the last one. I finished. You finished. Yeah. yeah. He actually played well. Uh, but Riggs has been close to. Oh yeah, it's been definitely been a few shanks without saying four to the right. Yeah, yeah, like, right to the right, not just <laughs> always behind Riggs. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah, you gotta be behind. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's dangerous. I see, I see you and uh, I think it's lit little. Uh, you guys are always on the golf course. You guys are having yeah. some. Uh, some yeah. uh, I don't know if it's he, paralyzers or what you guys is, oh, uh, drink. Oh, the uh, purple. Well, we call them the purple passions, but uh, what, jungle what juice. Huh? Yeah, transfusions. What it's called? Trans but it's, uh, we call it purple pash. Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy, Litz shows up. We so he he won a membership a couple of years ago. He just put his business card in a thing, and they call him later that day. He's like, "Hey, you won a membership now." It was an hour away, but it's free golf. Dupont it's or where is it? No, it wasn't Dupont. It's over PA. Huh. Um. But uh, anyway, like, so we were go play there all the time, but he shows up, it's eight, you know, we're teeing off at 8 a.m. And he's got that big cooler with his mix. It's not purple pash, it's a lemonade pash. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so we got Boosh with us, right? So it's me, him and Boosh and, oh, Carter, Carter Hart was with us as well. Well, Boosh has a, has a glass, like, let's brings everybody their own thing, you know, he pours it and 
Boosh is like, let's, it's 8 a.m. He goes, like, I just have one, like, whatever. Next thing you know, Boosh can't put a sentence together. Sorry, <laughs> Boosh. No, I'm kidding. He wasn't that bad, but he's like, these things jumped on me. I'm like, you know how much what he's putting in there? Yeah. We're, by 10, we're drunk. Can't even play golf. And I usually don't do that when I play golf, but we'll have a it couple. It happens. I have a couple. Yeah. Well, when you guys make it down to Tampa here, we'll we'll hit the golf course. And even though I'm, you're not golfing with three goalies, you maybe you can. Maybe we'll... <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. We'll yeah. Have to make the trek down. Yeah, we have to. Oh, and, and I got I got to make my my way up back to Philly. We've been up a couple times, but uh, it's been quick trips. But uh, I'd love to see you guys. And, oh and man, up and, that'd be uh, awesome. absolutely. We'll bring you in the studio. You should do some alumni. You should complain alumni. Hey, yeah, you should you, you should, should uh, talk to Brad Marsh. There's yeah. an alumni game before the Boston game where Mark Recchi's getting inducted. What's it, what, what day was that? The middle of January. It's in or? the middle of January. You should look come play. Back, we need some legs yeah. back they, there. They would love oh, to yeah. have it. Oh yeah. I mean, last time, last time uh, they had that last year, old someone buried the first goal of the game. Yeah. Brash, Brad, Donald Brashear with a sauce over to Riggs. He buries it, barred out on Litz. <laughs> yeah. Litz has got stack. the old <laughs> pad stack. I don't know what he was doing. His yeah. hips. Speaking of hips, his hips don't lie. No, man. They don't they're, lie. they're messed up. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, I need to like be like twenty four seven yoga these days, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll get ready for it. But um, it'd be yeah, cool to see you, man. It'd be cool to yeah see no, it'd, be, it'd be it'd be fun i just there's so much like flyer history man it's there's just so many great and awesome moments it's just it's so cool and uh i feel very fortunate to to be able to get to talk to you guys today yeah, yeah we're, well we're we appreciate you excited. we'll get you on a pairing with other mark howe or uh, joe watson your choice joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I remember there was like i think there was a golf tournament that marshy sent out an email this summer about the golf tournament uh we were doing I think we had, I have a hockey school. I do it back in Shaunavan uh, every year. So we got, we'd been doing that for like 10 years and we get, they put the ice back in my hometown for us every year. We get like 150 kids. And oh, awesome. that's awesome. I get to scream at uh, some kids and be like, man, uh, this is, this is wild, but it's, <laughs> people are like, you should do this all the time. And I'm like, one week is enough. Yeah, <laughs> all the time, yeah. enough. I got two kids and that's enough. I don't need a hundred yeah. of them, you know? No kidding. Yeah. Well, good for you going back to, Sure, you know, tell the kids how to yeah, play the game exactly. and teach them what you've learned, man. It's important. Have fun. We have yeah, fun. sure. Well, Kobe, you're, you said you're coaching. I, I've got my coaching certificate and all that stuff. I'm not coaching really this year. I coached this summer, one of Elvis's teams, but um, he's a goalie, man. Oh, like, you, you created a goalie? That's well, oh, yeah. I didn't create it. It just kind of created itself. But you, man, uh, you talk you about fun, you, fun, you funded it. During these games, he made the triple A team. He plays for Philadelphia Hockey Club here, PHC. Um, great, great organization. But man, it's like, I, I just want to relax and watch. He's like, when his, your kid's a goalie, man, it's like, oh, it's, it's nerve wracking, dude. Need some aroused medicine. Yeah, calm, me calm the nervous system. Last year, a little high. Elvie and I'm like, man, th- he was just a little tyke when I was yeah. there, you know. And I thought, I think about even like your daughters, like they were they were like getting their license or graduating yeah. even when I was just leaving. And like, I had to think about their, their grown women, I'm sure. And a little LV man, they have, they like, have babies. They're both. Oh, long. That's the grabs. I know. So I was say, oh, let, me, let me make you feel old. Cause it makes me feel really <laughs> oh. old. I have two grandsons. I have two grandsons. So awesome. Right? I can't believe that at the age of 35. I, I know. I don't grandsons. know how it happens. Ass. You're reverse aging. You're, uh, <laughs> you're like a fine wine. I, I wish, man. But uh, yeah, they're they're doing awesome, man. They they both have uh, beautiful baby boys, man. It's it's cool. It's cool. Elvis is just 
Uh, he's, he's nothing so like his better. dad. Nothing like yeah. his dad. <laughs> he's got some issues. Uh, <laughs> it just skips he, a generation. Yeah, it's I blame Sudsy. my dad. <laughs> I blame Sunsy. You, oh, yeah. you know, Sunsy. You know, Sunsy. Oh my God, love that guy. Oh man, love that guy. I got. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. Um, because I was thinking about stories. I was like, what can I tell you? Like, and I was like, man, I remember you, Riles. Um, when you're you were it was you were training before the year, and I remember I was. I don't know. I think I was coming back from like, I had my hip surgery. With, and so I was rehabbing with Sal and Jimmy and we're up there and, and they're like, well, we got to keep the mats clear. Cause Riles has got uh, some Camden <laughs> police officers coming up to the mat. And you guys were like fist fighting, like on the mats, like there was blood and there was like scratches and there was like, and I remember just sitting there being like, man, I'm not ever, ever fighting Riles. Like ever. <laughs> <laughs> This is wild. Like this guy is on a different level. He is on a mission to like kill people. Like, it oh was, my god! Was, and on the on the flip side, I was just so impressed on like your dedication to, you know, being ready and just what you did to make sure your body was ready to, to perform kind of in the NHL, right? So, it was. I was. I just remember that story. I'm seeing these like Camden police officers leaving with like noses over here. And, <laughs> you know, you got a black eye and oh, yeah. bloody knuckles. I was just like. This is awesome. <laughs> it's it's so funny he said that because I said to you before, I was I remember him saying, Oh, I'll do some sparring today, you know, upstairs. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. He's like, so a couple of Camden guys are coming over. I go up there. First of all, they were monsters. Yeah, they were not they small, were yeah. not little guys. No, no. And, they, and like you said, I start watching and they're like fighting. I'm like, whoa, whoa what are we doing here? <laughs> like you're like really fighting. No, it's like 85%. What? <laughs> Guys, yeah, 85% turns into 100% when you get punched in the face, right? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You get true. pissed off and then you start really fighting, but it was crazy. You're right, Kobe. That's, I'm, I'm glad yeah, well, I wish I could have scored story. 50. It would have been a little easier oh. on the Bob Pod. You <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> found those guys. Like, who, like, you just put out like a little thing in the paper, like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey message. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get uh, let's get rough and tumble here, you know. <laughs> no, this well, no Cal versus Huggy like wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know, right? <laughs> no fight. No, that, yeah, they were all they were all brought in by Marco Prazo, who's uh, is was the uh, the jiu-jitsu fight coach that that hired there, and he, he was buddies with them. They trained at his studio, and he's like, "You need some guys to spar." I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> Bring in like 300 pounds, six foot nine, like yeah. mutants. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! I'm not like, enough. He's fighting Brash and LaRock and all these guys. He's fighting in the summer. I I will I will say that it absolutely helped me. I I can't like that 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 off season you're talking about. Um, like I I just felt so goddamn strong on the ice. Like I mean, you're so used to fighting guys yeah. that size, and they're pulling you around and ripping on your neck and punching you in the face. It's like like fighting a guy like Brash felt normal. Right. You know what I mean? Because those guys were Brash. Like they you know, were. like these guys yeah. in their own world. But so. Um, you know, something to be said about, uh, you know, f training outside of your comfort zone, <laughs> if yeah. you will. Right. I mean, it's like, it's, I mean, that, that, that was the world I was living in back then. I mean, I, I, I couldn't show fear and I couldn't be afraid and I had to answer the bell no matter how big the guy was. So it helped with certainly confidence if, if anything. Oh, that was, that was that year when, when you fought that year, it was like, it was always a show, man. I felt like I was like, I got to pay a ticket here to see this. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I'm on the bench and I'm like, I need the, I need a ticket to this. I just remember that you, you guys mentioned before the show, but you had uh, talking to George LaRock and uh, that, that scrap you had with George LaRock and you hit him and like his helmet, like popped straight up. Yeah. It, was, it was like a, one of those like rock em, sock em things. It was awesome. 
Yeah. He, he actually said, he actually said on the, when we talked to him that he said that was the hardest he'd ever been hit was when Riley hit him. He said he was close. It was the first time, if I'm not mistaken, he said, I, I almost went down yeah and he's like i gotta throw one because i'm going <laughs> like if i go down like i'm at least throwing one and he caught well, you. yeah he threw and one then, that almost knocked my but, head right uh, off my body yeah yeah all right i had a good chat uh last year too we had a lightning alumni thing and andre Waugh was in town and andre uh, Waugh, he's a fantastic character Great he is funny guy. hey oh he's he's just like the he's just the class clown that never grew up you know he, he's amazing and uh we got talking a little bit about that fight and the kind of his reaction and torts and the whole thing on the bench. And he's like, man, that was just like, we just kept showing it over and over and that's over. That's why I think that's why he was losing. His that's mind why he lost his shit. Yeah. Showing. I, just could, I just couldn't control my emotions. He's like, every time I looked up, they're showing me like getting knocked out. And I'm like, <laughs> <he's> like <laughs> I, I was just going to, like kill somebody. Oh yeah. Well, it seemed like it. He's I like, thought he was going to kill torts. When yeah, torts kill was like pushing him down. I'm like, John, you better. Get away from that big fella. Yeah. Poor guy. He's going to throw you over the glass. I know. That was his last game he played for Tampa, too. They sent him home from that trip. It was an unfortunate way to go down there. But, um, yeah, he seems like a character. I've never met him, but I've just seen some of his interviews, and he seems like – he's like a fridge almost. He's just like – just hilarious and goofy and animated. Oh, they're doing – they're doing some sort of, it's like a cruise, you know, they have a couple guys, a couple alumni guys and they're doing a cruise and he's one of the guys doing the cruise and oh, awesome. dude, I got a thousand things going on, but I couldn't do it. And I was just, I'm just envisioning this like cruise <laughs> with Andre Wah, like what this like <laughs> is going to be like, it's going to be crazy. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, Kobe, before we let you go, I, I do have to say this. I have Buster chops. So <clears throat> Are you, do you still like look at equipment or sticks, you know, like, cause Kobe was always like, I used to laugh cause I'd come in and Kobe would have like, whoever was beside him, like his shin guards and look at it, the <laughs> shin guards. I'm like, Kobe, what are, you, what are you doing? Well, these shin guards are a little different. I'm like, no, they're not. They're not. And then, so Keith, sometimes Kimo would be like, Hey, Kobe's looking at those elbow pads. You know, like he would, <laughs> he would just try to like stir the pot. Right. So, and you know, sticks like, you know, you know what you wanted. Like, I mean, but it was just funny. Cause you'd always, I'd always see you looking at someone's stick. I'm like, he's right-handed Cobes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, one of the funny things, I don't know if I ever got to tell you. So um, it sucked when you got traded, but obviously it worked out great for you. Like we've talked about, but I remember talking to Ray Phil and I said, listen, keep Kobe Osh out of the equipment room <laughs> and out of the stick room because he's going to be in there. Like just just obviously kidding around. I said, no, he's always messing around with stuff. And I swear to God, Cobes, he calls me, he calls me like a week later. It was for something. I can't remember what it was for, but uh, he's like, Hey, I went back in our practice rig and I heard somebody shuffling around and we had these old sticks that had wooden blades and they were Uh. (laughs) taped up. Kobe has them undone. He's looking at them. I said, that's Cobes. He's yeah. just checking it out, man. But uh, I, it was great. I used to love that, especially when Kimo would kind of be like, hey, he's, the looking, pot, yeah. Yeah, he's oh, looking yeah. at his elbow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm uh, honestly, I, I was such a stick nerd and I always, I was always looking. I was like, maybe this will help me. Like this, maybe this one <laughs> thing. And I, I, I was a tinker. I, I like to call myself a tinker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, I still catch myself. Like I'll walk into, the other day I was doing some stuff for the lightning and I walked into the dressing room and instead of just walking into the, the dressing room to do like talk to the guys, 
I had to stop at the stick rack and I'm like, <laughs> look at every yeah. single guy. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I kind of like that one. And oh, yeah. Yeah. kind of stiff. I, and I'm like, <laughs> that's great, man. I can I, see coach like eyeing me in the corner being like, do not flex my stick. Here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No, I just had to brush your mind. I used to love that though. I used to make me laugh, but, um, Kobe, we, we can't thank you enough, man. Miss you, dude. You're unbelievable person. Unbelievable hockey player. Um, got to spend so much time with you. We're both thankful for that. Uh, just a good dude, man. Great family. So we appreciate your time today. Oh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, and this, like, having me on, this was really, uh, I was looking for, it's been a couple of days. I've been, uh, I've been like kind of, I text Riles this morning. I was like, please send me that email. I don't want to miss yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know what your guys' schedule is. Like, I want to make sure I'm on here and, and, and it sucks that this is the way we kind of got to catch up, but hopefully moving forward yeah. here, we can stay in touch. And, and uh, I'd love just to always kind of know what you guys are doing. And, and now I'll be follow, uh, avid follower of uh, Nasty Knuckles and, and seeing what you guys are doing and who you're interviewing and uh, all the stories. Cause I know there's, there's a, there's a whole like vault of stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of them I know and a lot of them I don't. And I want to yeah. hear them I don't. Yeah, awesome, man. Sure, we man. appreciate you. Yeah, shoot us a, a note on what you got going on in the media space. And yeah, follow your yeah, stuff as sure. well. And uh, anytime you're in Philly or plan on coming to Philly, yeah, we'll, bring we'll in the studio. You. Yeah, we'll see how this TV Dude. stuff goes. Man. My, my, my friends keep telling me I got a, I have a face for the radio, so they're like, everything's <laughs> the best fit for you. And I'm like, ah, maybe I got to shave this, yeah. get rid of some of this, make it look a little bit more boosh like. A boosh like, yeah, exactly. Nasty gives me shit all the time, too. He's got his man bun. You don't have a man bun, so you're okay. You can oh, slick that could, probably. It's turning gray, man. It's turning gray. <laughs> like, it's, oh, it's, man. You, you know me, though, that asks you, like, when my hair grows out, it just grows into, like, it, a, yeah, a, yeah. Well, it's like an afro. I, I got, yeah. like, uh, the old uh, Dave Schultz. Uh, <laughs> Schultz. Yeah. Oh, man. Hell Beauty. yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, we appreciate you. You take care. We'll talk to you soon, Kobe. Awesome, guys. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, right, later. Big thank you to our friend, Braden Coburn. Kobe Ash. Miss, Miss Kobe. I yeah. do too, man. What a great guy. Yeah. He was always so much fun. 
I know I was picking on him a little bit. Like I never seen a guy look at other people's equipment more than him. Yeah. He was that guy would sneak into a room and like start looking at sticks. Oh, he was nuts. But what a great guy, man. Yeah. Great teammate. He was. Yeah. Just yeah. a what a what a specimen. Yeah. Too. He's a workhorse. Skate built like, built for hockey. Like was he fittest player of the year every year he was here? At least two like, or three years. Or, or you know co. Oh yeah, there was like, yeah, him there and was, yeah, a couple other him guys and at the top always. every time. Yeah, but uh, he's a machine. He was a machine. Skate forever. I see him do sprints like running. It's like oh, yeah. shot out of a cannon. Man. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. He never like we said. He does. I don't think he knew how strong he was. Kobe. He's like one of those farm. You know, yeah, like the yeah. farm he's freakishly strong, just freakishly explosive. strong. Yeah. Like he could have probably fought. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, he did fight when he had to, but you know what I mean. I don't, I don't think he wanted to fight, which a lot of guys don't. I don't blame him. But there's a guy that if he got pissed off and he yeah. grabbed a hold of you, might be in trouble. Yeah, I agree. He's, he's six five, two hundred twenty five, yeah, exactly. two hundred thirty pounds. I mean, strong man, but a great guy. Yeah, great just, attitude. Just, just love him. Yeah, so. appreciate him. Appreciate you, Kobe. It's that time, Nass. It is that time for Clear Questions. Brought mm-hmm. to you by ClearRum.com. Go there, Riggs. And if you put in Nasty 2023, you get 35% off Oof. of your entire order. Wow. In PA. In PA only. Yes, and I'm still a little short. Here. You are. I'm so, crushing all the purple patch. Still uh, got the cucumber. Just crush it. A little too healthy for you? Not a big QZ guy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Not a big QZ guy. <laughs> Can't even eat them normally no, unless eh? they're just drenched in uh, dressing or something. Oh, yeah. But I don't eat dressing. You don't? No. Oh, right. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes a quitter. Anyway, a baller, quitter? what do you got, man? We got one from Greg Bond over on Instagram. Bondo. Bonzi. What are you most looking forward to from the 23-24 hockey season? Um. Well... I think for me, I'm like, I'm very interested. Obviously, we're here, Flyers, people. Um, I'm interested to see how the season goes because we know what they're trying to do, and you don't want to say they're trying to lose. But I think they're going to win more. I don't want to say than they want to, but I feel like we're going to win more games than, than, than people think. Yeah. That, you know, like it's like Tort said the other day, and Danny, I love where people have us picked. And we know, like, he could squeeze so much out of, guys and younger guys especially um but i think on the in the back end we might be missing a little bit more than than we're used to with yep. pro v d'ange you know gone d'angelo gone yep, yep. so I'm, I'm i'm interested in that obviously in all the league because i'm a hockey nerd and i watch it every night but that i'm really interested to see how how we show the yeah show well i feel the same way you know i think um kind of what we were talking with frank last week is I just I just feel like they're gonna do better than most people expect them to do, but not because you know the the, the roster's beefed up. I think it just like right. you know it's towards squeeze them. These guys are gonna work. They're gonna keep finding their identity. But I think they're gonna win more games than than we expect them to. Uh, they might give that wild card spot a, a, an honest push. Wow. But I don't mean I don't think they're gonna get in it. But right. I mean, well, I, I, I think mean, I, I think they're but gonna. If they're pushing, I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna push. I mean, um, at least the way. Yeah, maybe it's more of a, a hope. But yeah, know? but, but, but li- li- like we've talked about, they they found their identity. At least 
the foundation of it. Yeah, it's gonna you know continue to improve, but I think that they're gonna they're gonna work. And I think if they you know they play sound defense, like they're gonna f- they're gonna find ways to score goals. Uh, yeah, up front. I mean, they're not gonna be high scoring games. I don't think. No. I don't, um, but I think, I think so if they play the right way, they're gonna be able to squeeze a few games out. And then you know, I'm, I'm just excited to see if, you know Connor McDavid and Connor yeah. Bedard, and you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to see some of these guys kind of take that next step. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see a Canadian team win the Stanley Cup. Absolutely not. Why not? I don't want to see that. You don't want to see McDavid hoist? Not really. No? Well, I do. Well, of course you do. Maple Leafs? Can he keep getting better? Is that possible? You I think know he, what might I mean? sco- he might score 200 points this year. You think so? 180. We'll see. You got Bedard at under 20 goals. So <laughs> no, I still we have that bet. We the guys won Apple. I think he's going to get 40 goals this year. 40? Yeah. Well, the old runners, the old runners, thirty goals. Well, first of all, you said he wouldn't get twenty when we made our. No, I never said that. (laughs) He did. Go to the tape. I'm kidding. (laughs) The tape. It wasn't rolling. How many did Timu have? (laughs) Seventy-six goals. His rookie year. Yeah, he's not getting seventy-six. Not getting seventy-six. Forty. I mean, that's that's achievable. He could the way he shoots the puck. We'll see. That's besides being amazing with the puck. I think his shoot his his shot might be his his best asset. Well, obviously, I mean, he learned from Timmy Turk. Timmy Tur- turkey. Oh, turkey poo. Um, yeah, but uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, yep. Basically, the season, but really to see what what happens here and, and uh, how how it plays out for the Flyers. Yep. Good question. We got one from Mike Pole seventy two over on Twitter. If the team is in the hunt for a playoff spot, do you still look to move vets like Atkinson, Stahl, Hathaway, etc.? Man, that that's a great, that a great question. question because. You're really stuck if you're the GM. If you are pushing and you're right there, the fans are going to want you to make it. Of course. I mean, and not that they don't want to make it, but you know what I'm saying. That's it puts you in a hard spot because you're you've made it clear that you're built rebuilding. Mm-hmm. So if you can get some decent assets for those guys, that's really what you're trying to do, right? Yeah. So I'd be a man because I wonder how what Torts would be saying. Yeah. At I that know. point, hey, get us a guy, you know, or add something. Don't take away. Yeah. That, that's a that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. You know, it's it's a challenging situation for a GM that's yeah. in a rebuild, right? I mean, it's just always goes back to the conversation we've been having with Frank. It's just like no one intentionally loses, right? right? I mean, maybe the GM management disassembles a team and, and, and they'll naturally you know, lose more games. But I think if you're in a situation like that going into trade deadline, I have a hard time believing that you're just going to blow it up. I, I, I do too. And, and the other thing is, it's kind of like if now I know our team, we're you know, kind of perfect to talk about 2010 with Kobe being uh, our guest today. But like we snuck in somehow. We had a really good team. Yeah. But we snuck in. You sneak in anything well that's it we right? all know that's that's the thing like what if that's the year not obviously this ain't gonna happen but if they do sneak in now all of a sudden you have just as much chance as anyone else yeah so that's a that's a great question yeah. because what do you do that's a lot like of meetings lot. meetings for meetings that's <laughs> a lot for sure. of meetings boys <laughs> lots great question yep is that a wrap all right it's a wrap nice Debo. thanks for the questions get fired up baby Episode 129 in the books. Yes. We'll see you next week for episode 130. Until then, stay safe, knuckleheads. Yep. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.